mighty word. Teach us through this Zoom Bible study, Lord, and help us reach uh, those that are not able to be with us tonight. I pray that the recording goes well, because I know some are working tonight and not able to be with us live. So, Lord, we just ask you for the recording to go well, and they can join us uh, later on. But, Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for everything you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, I'm hearing some... Okay, all right, so we're getting ready to get started now. <clears throat> this is going to be our last, um, where's my start button, Ms. Angel? Eight in our journey right. through the book of Acts, and we've seen that Paul... So this is our last episode in the book of Acts. Why? He is set on the mission, and for him, we've seen that mission defined. I want to make it... If you're having a hard time seeing this video or hearing this video, please send me a, a text or a chat right away. Finally, Paul gets his wish. He hears the four words he's longed to hear. It says in the scripture that Paul, along with some other prisoners, were loaded on a ship and they set sail for Rome. Those were the four words that he longed for. We set sail for Rome. Now you would think that God would take them on the direct route from Caesarea to Rome, because we normally think that when God works in our lives, he's going to take us the shortest distance between two points. But as you know and I know, God rarely works that way. Most often, there's a detour in our story. And we're going to see the detour in Paul's journey as we close out the book of Acts. But we're also going Thank to talk you, Corey about and Becca for reaching out to in our stories. Because what we discover with Paul's detour is the same thing we see with ours. That often our detour is for someone else's deliverance. I know for Shelley and me, two of our dear friends are Jay and Catherine Wolf, And they are some of the most powerful people in telling the story of God on the planet right now. And their story is a story of a detour. Jay was in law school at Pepperdine. Catherine had this plan that she was on track to be in modeling, and yet because of a brainstem stroke, she nearly died. And they're living now through some of the permanent disabilities of that stroke. But yet, even in the midst of that detour of life, they see this as God's plan for deliverance for so many other people. And they say it more clearly and more powerfully than I could today. Catherine often says, our pain has a purpose. In fact, she says, this chair, this wheelchair is a platform. And they talk about the goodness of God and the sovereign plans of God. That While they were on a track going this direction, God said, no, I want to use you to bring the gospel to more people than you could ever even imagine in your life. And they see this not as a detour. They say, actually, that it's God's plan and purpose for their lives to give them the opportunity to have a clear and compelling why to take the story of Jesus to people on planet Earth. Maybe you feel like you're in a bit of a detour right now. Well, it could be because you made a, a wrong turn. And if that's the case, you need to get back in your Christian community. You need to get back in God's word and alter course. Or it may be that the detour that you're finding yourself in right now is God's assignment for someone else's deliverance. So they set sail for Rome. 
but soon they find themselves in a storm and it is a fierce storm. It's not a one day storm, a two day storm, a weekend storm. They are in the thick of it and the wind is raging, the sky is darkened and everything looks doomed. Eventually they're shipwrecked on a little island called Malta. They all make it ashore. They build a bonfire in the night, shivering in the cold, and as Paul is putting wood on the fire, a deadly viper comes out of the stack of wood and bites him on the hand and starts putting poison into his veins. I just want to go to Rome. I just want to fulfill the mission. I just want to serve the purpose of seeing the gospel go to the ends of the earth. But oh no, on the way, we're going to have a detour. On the way, we're going to have a shipwreck. On the way, we're going to try to build a bonfire and survive a cold night. Oh, and now I've got a viper on my hand. What else can come against the gospel of Christ? But yet, remember where Paul started. He started with power. And so he tapped into that power. He shook the viper off of his hand. They preached the gospel to the people of Malta. And the scripture says at the end of Acts, a revival broke out on the island of Malta. Paul was going to Rome, but God needed a revival to happen in Malta. He needed a detour so that deliverance could come to people who didn't even know the name of Jesus. And maybe that's what God's doing in the detour that you're in right now. I love that there's a little footnote in this story. It's in chapter 27, verse 37. And it says, and all 276 of us were accounted for. So before the shipwreck, 14 days in, 14 nights in to the storm, Paul says, we need to eat something. And he encourages all of those on board to eat. And then we get the footnote that as they've eaten, all 276 people were accounted for on the ship. All 276 of us. You got it? You see it? Who's the us? Who's in the us of the 276 people? Luke is in the us. He's not only telling us this story of the Acts of the Apostles, he's in the story of the Acts of the Apostles. He's not just telling us about a detour and a shipwreck. He's on the detour and in the shipwreck. And maybe that's God saying to you and me today, just that little footnote. I don't want you just to be telling about the story of faith. I want you in the story of faith. And then he, he numbers the people. There were 276 of us on board the ship. I'm like, who knows how many people are on the ship? I, I bet Paul didn't know how many people were on the ship. I bet the other prisoners didn't know how many people. Maybe the captain of the ship knew. But Luke, remember? He's all about the details. He's the best person possible to write the history of the explosion of the church of Jesus across the world. And he knows exactly how many people are on the ship. And it's that little detail that lets you know today that everybody gets accounted for in the story of God. If you're watching this in a small group right now, God doesn't think there's a, a few of you gathered. He knows there's nine of you gathered. If you're watching it by yourself in your den or your kitchen right now or in a dorm room, he knows your name right where you are. 
Maybe your whole Bible study's watching and there's a room full of people. He's not just looking across at a big scene. He knows exactly how many people are there. There's 81 people here tonight and they're all accounted for. That means that nobody is peripheral to the mission and the plan. That everybody gets invited, everybody has a role, everybody has a place, everybody has purpose in God's story. You are not insignificant, you are not forgotten, you are not incidental. God knows your name, he created you for a reason, and he has uniquely gifted you to be a part of the story of his church exploding across the world. Isn't that beautiful? God is big enough to breathe out a cosmos, but he's small enough to know that there are 276 people on the ship and they're all accounted for. The enemy, his main plan and tactic is gonna be to try to make you feel forgotten, unimportant, insignificant, and God is saying to you, I see you, and I'm inviting you to be a part of this unfolding story. It's a revival. It's breaking out on Malta. People are getting saved. The gospel is going forward here, there, and everywhere. And eventually, they get a new ship, put the prisoners back on. Paul doesn't get a pass. You're still on your way to Rome with the other prisoners and finally they arrive in rome and what happened they had a red carpet rolled out for paul no big fanfare no congratulations for the amazing uh, events of malta no all that awaits paul in rome is a prison we end this book with him being a prisoner under house arrest in rome and you think well there's the end of the story but you know what? God even. Yeah. Just hang on a minute, everybody. We might have an internet circle thing going here. It's almost at the end, anyways. We'll see if we can catch up. Trump's prison cells. Wild. Under house arrest, the Holy Spirit uses Paul as an instrument to write some of the most precious scripture that you and I have in our lives. The scripture that guides us all the days of our journey with Jesus. He writes things like Ephesians and Philippians, Colossians. While in prison, God is still unleashed. While in prison, Paul still has a why and he still has a mission, and nothing can stop God from using him and his purposes and plans to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. So I don't know what your circumstance is, but you might have been tempted to think, wow, God's not gonna be able to work through this, but God can work through anything. Eventually, church history tells us that Paul is released from house arrest. He goes on preaching the gospel. He goes on proclaiming the kingdom. He goes on shouting the news of resurrection, ultimately to be arrested again and to die 
as a martyr giving his life for his faith in proclaiming the gospel story of Jesus Christ. And then he finishes his race. He writes this from that last imprisonment to Timothy saying, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He has made it to the end. And then he does something extraordinary. He passes the baton to Timothy, his young follower, and says, you go. You get your why. You join the mission. And then the baton ultimately gets passed to you and to me. I love that the book of Acts doesn't end with the last verse of chapter 28, but the book of Acts is actually living history right here and right now. And you and I, we have a role to play. Sure, there are going to be detours, but those detours are for somebody else's deliverance. Sure, there are going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be division in the church. There's going to be opposition and persecution and hardship. And we're going to see miracles and we're going to see people saved. And then the very next day, there's going to be disappointment and a mountain before us that we're going to have to believe God for in faith. But God's inviting you in. The book of Acts is still unfolding. The church is still exploding and the world still needs to hear about Jesus. So I want to encourage you. Decide on your why. Make your why the most significant why there is. That the greatest thing that you can do with your life is to be a part of the process of God bringing someone else to life. And when you take that step, you're in the book of Acts. You're in the story. You're fulfilling God's plan and purpose from the very beginning that his name would be known in all the earth. All right, that's a good one. Okay, Miss Andrew, you can get that off the off the screen there, and that way it's just us. So you guys just hang on a second. She's doing her technical things here. You guys can go ahead and unmute your uh, your phones and turn your video cameras on, so I can see how pretty you are. See how many people got rollers in their hair. You got any rollers in your hair, Brother Al? <laughs> Recording stopped. Okay, Miss Angel, we didn't want that to happen. We wanted to continue to record. Recording in progress. Okay. Okay, I think we're good, Miss Angel. We got, we got a chat here. Let's see what our chat is. Hey, I see Becca and Ryan and... Al, and let me see, I got a chat here somewhere. Okay. Got our chats up. Brother Corey and his wife are, are joining us. Amen. Brother Corey, you don't want me to look at you, man? You got rollers in your hair, Brother Corey? I don't think you have enough hair to have rollers, Brother Corey. <laughs> Amen. I know Brother Corey's got those kids. That's why he stays muted. All right, so get your Bibles out. We're going to look and um, talk a little bit about this. This is our last night in the book of Acts. Uh, doing with this. So in Acts chapter 28, I'm just going to read not all of it, but just part of it here. It says, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Malta. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. I don't know why King James says it like that. What he means, they showed them great kindness. 
For they kindled a fire, and for receive us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hands. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hands, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked, when he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now I'm going to end there because if you've never read this before, you need to read it. Um, because what happened after that was they began to realize that this was not an ordinary man and this was not an ordinary god that he was serving because the snake should have killed him. And, uh, and so from there, um, they began to, they took him um, to heal one of the leaders uh, of, the, of the island. And when he prayed and healed the leader, then all of a sudden everybody's coming to him from healing. So a great revival started out right there on the island of Malta. But what I liked about what he brought out, and uh, I never looked at it the way he said it. It just kind of gave a in, you know, revelation to me. Um, Paul was on his way to Rome. And he knew that he had to stand before Caesar. I mean, that was the whole purpose of this. And so here he is going to Rome, and then all of a sudden there's a, there's this huge storm coming up. And I got to thinking about it. When was the last time you've been in a hurricane for 14 days? <laughs> I mean, we, we have hurricanes that go through Florida and South Carolina and all that, but when was the last time that we've been in the middle of a hurricane for 14 days, but yet this ship was uh, caught up in a cyclone. It was nothing more than what we'd call a hurricane. This is, and the, the land where they are, the sea where they are, is where hurricanes hit America. This is where they start. This is like the beginning stages of where hurricanes actually are birthed at. And so it's, a, it's amazing to me that for 14 days they couldn't see daylight. Uh, you can imagine the despair and um, but when he first gets onto this boat, you know he has um, n- nobody is is paying any attention to Paul. Nobody is including him. All right, we got Sister Heather coming on board. All right, welcome, Sister Heather. Um, but Paul uh, doesn't have anybody listening to him when he first comes on board of the ship until the storm happens. And I think that's amazing. Now there's 276 people on the boat is what Luke recorded. And I love the way he talked about Luke uh, being there because uh, Luke, you know, wrote the book of Acts. He also wrote St. Luke's Gospel, okay? And Luke is the one who gives, pays attention to all the details. I mean, Luke wants to know what's going on. And so Luke is uh, good about writing down all the details of everything that's happening. Uh, welcome, Sister Heather. It's good to, good to see you on here with us. Oh, I can see you. Hey, Sister Heather. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about the, the book of Acts. Amen. Um, and so we're, we're talking about Paul. Amen. If you can hear me, Sister Heather, just give me a wave. Let me know you, let me know you can hear me, okay? All right. So Paul, Paul didn't have uh, any, any cloud. He didn't have anybody to... Uh, to listen to him, that the soldiers were not listening to him. But then something happened, a storm came. And when the storm came, 
things begin to take place. And for 14 days, they're in despair. And so then he gets to the island, and then, and then you know, there's the snakes. And, and, and in ministry, I fight resistance all the time. I notice that when we will plan something, man, there seems to be resistance after resistance after resistance to stop us from what we're doing. And this is what was happening with Paul, is he was facing all this uh, resistance trying to get to Rome. So, you know, the devil's trying to blow him off course. The devil does not want him to get to Rome because he does not want the, the gospel to be spread. And yet God takes a tragedy and turns it into a blessing. Now, in modern time today, the island of Malta has about 300 churches. I mean, when Paul got there and that snake bit him and then he started praying for people and they started getting healed, a uh, revival broke out. Everybody got saved. The whole, <laughs> the whole island got saved. And... Um, and so today, there's actually 300 churches there. There's a, a documentary. Um, if you can, you can probably Google it, I guess. But I saw a documentary about the island of Malta and all the churches that are there, beautiful churches. Um, they're there because of Paul being shipwrecked there. Um, and so eventually, you know, Paul gets back on another boat and um, and he goes on to Rome. But the the resistance, the resistance that was there, the last lesson that we talked about, talked about how Paul was in prison for two years before he uh, was brought before the king. And so for two years, you can just imagine the despair that Paul was in, um, not being able to preach the gospel or talk to his friends or anything. And, and then all of a sudden, here he is given an account for the gospel and giving his testimony to a king. And... Um, you know, and it was after that conversation with the king that he said, "Okay, you've appealed to Caesar, so now we got we got to send you to Rome." So God was using Paul in a mighty way to spread the gospel. And as he spread the gospel, I mean, while he's in Rome and in prison, he writes two thirds of the New Testament gospel that we have today, and all the letters, Ephesians and uh, Corinthians, Colossians, all those he was writing while he was in prison in Rome. But there was a lot of resistance to get there. Paul was eager to get to Rome because he wanted to present the gospel to Rome. He wanted to present the gospel to everybody he could in Rome because he knew if, if he could get people in Rome saved, the gospel would spread around the world. And in their time, this was the world. I mean, just think about it. America didn't exist. So in their, in their time, the world had received the gospel when they got to Rome. And, of course, they're waiting for the Lord to return because he's told them after the whole world had to receive the gospel. And so here we are looking at all the, the obstacles. And I can tell you from experience, um, I think about last Easter. Last Easter, we were planning a big thing, and, and we're going to be planning another one this year. But uh, And so, and y'all lived with me through that. And you saw what our church went through getting to Easter. I want to tell you, we were under so much so much pressure, so much spiritual battle, so many obstacles to overcome. I was glad when Easter finally came just so I could get it over with because of all the resistance that came against us trying to get to Easter. And so I can identify in some way, I can identify with everything Paul went through. He went through so much. But I can understand the resistance that Paul was going through because of my own personal experience in going through Resistance, and I'm sure that many of you have too. Um, also, turn over uh, the last couple of verses here, verse 26 and verse 27, saying, Go into all the people and say, Hear 
Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. But with the heart of these people is wax gross, and their ears of dull of hear, and their eyes they have closed, they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. It should be converted, and I should heal them. So here's Paul talking to the Romans, uh, talking to the Jews that are in Rome, and they didn't want to receive the gospel. And so he's, he's giving them this scripture, and uh, he's actually quoting, quoting this scripture from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. And he tells them, he says, You have ears to hear, but you hear not, and you never understand, and see and you see not, and not perceive. But with the heart of these people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, they shall see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. You know, that's where we are today. That's where we are today. There's so many people that don't have uh, their eyes open and their ears open in our world today. Amen. So um, with that, with that, I want to um, ask you guys, you've got any, any comments you want to add to that? If you're able to unmute yourself here, uh, you can unmute, your, unmute yourself for those that are, that are muted and um, you can talk to us or you can send us one of those uh, little um, uh, texts. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, chat text, I guess is what it's called. And I can read it from the screen. Amen. All right. <laughs> Corey said he just took the rollers out. Man, I want to see you with the rollers in, Corey. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but isn't this a good lesson? Amen. Anybody got any comments about, about what we've been studying here in the book of Acts all the way up until tonight? No, everybody, everybody's quiet? Okay. How about prayer requests? Anybody got any prayer requests out there? Anybody got a prayer request? Um, the kids start back just tomorrow, so just keep them in prayer. Yes, ma'am. Kids are going back to school. I, I thought they went back to school today, and and uh, somebody um, informed me this afternoon that it's not until tomorrow. So, absolutely. And there's a lot of sickness going around. Um, I'm I'm hearing more about it. We've got some people that um, that I work with. They drive truck drivers, or some of them are sick. So there's a lot of sickness going around, and uh, you know that that stuff spreads in the schools like wildfire. So we're going to pray that God will protect the children, keep them from getting sick. Amen. As always. Say that again, Brother Dwayne. Pray for Austin as always. He's struggling a little bit tonight. All right. Yeah, we need to get Austin on here to join us as well. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? All right, I understand Sister Beg is talking about the kids are a little bit loud in the background. I understand that. So Sister Johnny Begg. last mass is dad had passed away, so pray for that family. I saw that on uh, saw that last night actually. Um, so yeah, let's keep them in prayer as well. Anybody else? Brother Al, you quiet tonight, brother? <laughs> Of her 
one of your neighbors. All right, anybody else? All right, of course, let's continue to pray for the young people he mentioned last week. I think he was talking about some people that he had at work. Sister Becca says her friend Jason, his dad, had also died. Let's pray for that family. All right, Brother Matthew, come on over here, brother. We're getting ready to pray. Brother Matthew just flew in from Southwire on two wheels. Say that again. Brother Johnny, his father passed away. You hear me? Pray yeah. for their family. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna pray for them as well. All right. All right. Brother Matthew, you gonna come and join me, brother, in prayer? Yeah. All right. Brother Matthew just came in from work. He flew in on two wheels, I suppose. <laughs> You didn't get no speeding tickets flying over here, did you? No, not today. All right. Well, let's all pray in our own way, okay? Let's all just join together in prayer and put our faith together right now in the name of Jesus. Father, We first of all, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mighty power tonight, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all the miracles in our lives and what you're doing, God. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for... The children going back to school, God. We, we pray specifically for Sister Heather's children, God, that you would protect them, God, that you would put a blood hedge of protection around them, that we would not get sick. Father, we ask you right now for all of our children, Lord, that we minister to on Wednesday night as they're getting ready to go back to school tomorrow, God, that you will protect them. We rebuke viruses, stomach viruses. We rebuke the flu, COVID. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We just rebuke it all right now. In Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can walk in divine health through your blood right now. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your divine protection, Lord, as you're protecting these children. And Father, not only protect them from the viruses, God, but protect them physically from any kind of physical harm, Lord, from bullies or anybody else, Father, in the school system. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to open up their minds to hear and to comprehend what their teachers are teaching. Lord, that you will give them anointing of learning, God, that they will be able to comprehend things that perhaps they had a hard time comprehending before. Lord, that you would just open up their, their minds, God, give them clarity. Thank you, Brother Matthew. Give them clarity in the Spirit. Give them clarity in their mind right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for Brother Johnny and his family, Lord, as they lost their dad this over the um, New Year's Eve, God. Father, we just... We just ask you, Lord, to give them your grace. Send the Holy Spirit to comfort them and to guide them. That only you can do, Holy Spirit, during this time. Nobody can comfort during a, a death in the family. Only you can bring comfort, Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you to do that right now in the name of Jesus. And for Becca's friend, Jason, God, Lord, the, the death that's happened there. Father, we ask you for your grace, Lord, of healing right now. Lord, that Holy Spirit will guide them and comfort them, God. And somehow, some way, God, you get glory in these deaths, Lord. Maybe it's a, it's a sermon at the funeral. Somebody gets saved, Lord, through their death, God. Somebody begin to realize that time is short and they need to call on the mighty name of Jesus for salvation, God. Father, we pray for Austin tonight, God. We plead the blood of Jesus, Lord, over Austin's mind. Father, that you give him the mind of Christ. We bind every demonic spirit that tries to influence him or 
discourage him or hinder him in any way. We bind those demonic spirits from lying to him, deceiving him, causing him to be confused in any way right now. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're setting Austin free. You're setting his mind free. You're giving him the mind of Christ. Let things become clear to him that were not clear before. Father, just begin to remove every every obstacle right now in Jesus' name. No weapon that is formed against Austin shall prosper. No weapon that's formed against our children going back to school shall prosper in Jesus' name. No no tongue that is spoken against them shall prosper. Everything is condemned in the name of Jesus, according to your word in Psalms 54 and 17. And Father, we just give you praise and, and honor and glory in Jesus' holy and righteous name. Father, we pray for Brother Al's neighbor, God, and the lady is about to pass away, Father. Lord, that first of all, there's salvation there, God. Lord, that you make sure that there's salvation there, Father. And then make sure there's peace. Peace, Lord, in the home and peace in the family. In the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you, Lord, Father. We just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. You got your, um, you got your book with you there. Uh, I believe all of you um, that I'm talking to, probably Brother Corey might be the only one that don't have it. I'll see if I can order you one, Brother Corey. And this is uh, Praying with Jesus. Praying with Jesus. And I want to make sure that all my leaders had this book because I, what I really like about this book is, I, and I have seen books and men that talk about how to teaching you how to pray. This book actually gives you examples how to pray. And this is what I like about this book. So if you'll get your book, and turn to um, to page 241 with me in your book. Page 241, we're looking at persistence in prayer. Persistence in prayer. And this is actually a 30-day devotional. You can start any time. You, uh, you can go to any, any prayer you want to go to in this book that you, you want to do. Um, but this is per, uh, persistence in prayer. In today's Bible verse, is in Romans chapter 15 and verse 30. It says, Now I beg you, brothers, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God. Man, i got to slow this down. <laughs> Let me slow this down a little bit and read this again. Now I beg you, brothers, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit. Mm, I like that. That you strive together with me in prayers to God. That is so important that we come together in love and harmony and putting our faith together tonight and praying over the situations that you guys have have brought up. Um, and so we praise God for that. It says, Lord God Almighty, we praise you for your Holy Spirit who helps us to pray. We praise you for our fellow believers who strive with us in prayer. We praise you, Lord, because you are always available to hear us and because you always answer us. Sometimes you answer with yes and sometimes with no, and other times with wait, but you're always answered. We praise you that through our perseverance in prayer, our faith is excited and we become stronger. Through our persistence, we learn to be steadfast and faithful. Lord, we praise you because your reward, those who diligently seek you. And that's uh, out of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. 
And now we're going to go to Psalms 103. Let's see, Psalms 103, verses 1 through 22. Now we're praying this. This is what's important here. Is, is that we're praying this. Okay, we're on page 242. All right, so just join me in prayer. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeemeth your life from destruction, who crowneth you with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Let me just stop right there and ask you, how's your Daniel fast going? <laughs> Woo, glory. <laughs> Get a high five from Brother Matthew on that one. How's your Daniel's fast go? Look at what he says now. Look at what he says here. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Come on, say it with me. Sugar is not good. <laughs> no, it'll hurt your body. It causes inflammation. It, it makes us fat. Come on. <laughs> so we gotta we got to cut the sugar out during the Daniel's fast. It's only 21 days, folks. That's all it is. <laughs> so, oh, I get tickled sometimes. <laughs> so who satisfy your mouth with good things. You know, I had some spinach last night, and spinach is a good thing. It's good for the body. Amen. Uh, Angel cooked this. Um, no deer, no deer meat on fast, Corey. <laughs> no meat, brother. <laughs> and the deer meat is the best meat to eat if you're going to eat. But no, no deer meat on the on Daniel's fast, my brother. <laughs> but uh, y'all got to get with Angel on that on that meal that she cooked last night. I don't know what she put in it. It was all kind of different vegetables and um, and nuts and uh, it, it had the uh, pineapple in it and. I don't know what it was, but it was so good. I took it to work and ate some today, and and uh, it was just good. And I tell you, I'm already feeling great. I'm uh, listen. I ain't had no caffeine, mm -mm, and no caffeine. Now I did um, I see yesterday, last night I went to bed. I had a headache, and uh, the headache didn't didn't really ease up to about two o'clock in the morning. But I woke up this morning refreshed, and I've been uh, full of energy all day. You know, I had to. So your, your body will begin to talk to you and tell you it wants sugar, it wants caffeine and all that stuff. So when you cut it out, you'll, you'll probably get a headache. You know, take a couple of Tylenol, it'll go away soon enough. And just drink some more water and you'll be all right. And then you'll start feeling good. And uh, so I've been feeling great all day. And uh, I credit to this wonderful dish that Angel uh, cooked for me. So y'all got to get her, her, her recipes. I'm telling you, she's got some good stuff. All right. So satisfy your mouth with good things. Spinach, not donuts. Amen. <laughs> Turner greens, black eyed peas. Woo. Come on. Amen. <laughs> All right. So to your youth, look at this. So your youth is renewed like the eagles. You say you want to feel better. Well, you got to eat better. Amen. That'll preach right there. Might as well say amen. All right. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are as high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth those that fear him. 
for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As the flowers of field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes through it and is gone, and it places members no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heaven and his kingdom rule over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding to the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. So see, we're, we're praying that. I want to show you something here that jumped out at me. Look at what it says in verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding to the voice of his word. We are surrounded with angels around us all the time, waiting for us to speak the word of God. And, and when they hear the word of God, they can move, they can do something, they can, they can get active in our lives and, and, and bring forth the word of God. But when we speak doubt and unbelief and worldly conversations and stuff like that, those angels are just standing around looking at us, waiting, waiting for us to get back to the word. Um, so we need to learn to speak God's word. That's what it says right here. You ministers of his who do his pleasure, blessed the Lord all your works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we're down to, we're on page 243. If you got the book here, if you got your book out with me, I pray y'all got your book out. Amen. Um, it's the to help you, I'm telling you. Our gracious Father, we bring our prayers to you in a song. I will sing of the mercy and justice. To you, O oh Lord, I will sing praises. Now, I'm not going to sing to you tonight. <laughs> but that's what he's talking about here. You know, you can sing to the Lord. We sing of your mercy and your justice and your mercy. We have forgiveness of our sins, but in your justice, you have required that we truly repent. Amen. Amen. So there's some good stuff in here. I really like this. All right. We're going to go to the Lord's Prayer on page 244. And what I like about this, I've noticed in every chapter that he wrote in this, he always puts the Lord's Prayer in here. And I tell you, it's really opened my eyes to seeing so much more inside the Lord's Prayer. We should really meditate and focus on the Lord's Prayer even, even more. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's telling us that he have reverence for his name right, right there. Calling him Father instead of some God far away that we cannot touch. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Amen. I'm ready for the kingdom of God to come. I'm ready, Lord Jesus. Bring the kingdom. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen 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 thank you lord all right praise god our father in heaven 
Just as Jesus instructed us to do, we pray your name will be honored. We pray your kingdom will come. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's just stop and, and just jump into prayer right here. Y'all join me in prayer. Um, during this Daniel fast, I'm, I'm not watching the news, so I don't know what's going on, but I can assure you they're probably still fighting over there in Israel. They're probably still fighting in Ukraine. and Who knows what's going on now, but let's just pray that God's kingdom comes. We talk about the rapture of the church. We're ready for the rapture. We're ready for the kingdom of God to come. So let's just ask the Lord to bring the kingdom. That's what we're doing here in the Lord's Prayer. And that God's will be done. Father, we, we come to you now. Lord, as humbly as we know how, Father, ready for your kingdom to come. Your kingdom come. And not only into the earth, God, but your kingdom come into our lives. Lord, make your kingdom so alive inside of each of us. Lord, that we begin to shift our focus and we begin to put our priorities in check. And just like Paul knew the, the answer of the why he had to go to Rome, Lord, bring the why into our life. Your kingdom come, Lord, into our lives. And your kingdom come upon this earth. Your will be done, Father, on this earth and in our governments and, and on our planet, God, and of all the nations around the world, through a whole world, your will be done, not man's will, not dictator's will, not government will, but your will, Heavenly Father, be done upon this earth. Your will be done, not, not ours. Your will be done in our lives, God. You lead us, you direct us, you guide us by your will, not our will. Show us what your will is, and tell us and teach us how to put aside our will so that we can embrace your will in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So your kingdom will come. We will pray your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Lord, we listen to you now so that you will show us the people that we need, to, that we need our prayers. Let your Holy Spirit guide our thoughts and our prayers. So let's just, let's just pause a moment right there again and let the Holy Spirit speak to you about people you know that need prayer. Um, I'm going to ask you all to help me pray for Sister Brittany. She's been on my heart all day. You know, Brittany is uh, Wanda's daughter. It's a miracle that uh, Brittany and her children are with us. They're gonna, I hope they're going to be with us. Uh, they were with us last Wednesday night. I hope they're going to be with us this Wednesday night. Um, but let's let's also pray for Brittany. Uh, she's been going through a mighty battle, a personal battle, not only dealing with the loss of her mother, um, but she's a single mom raising two children. Uh, so let's let's pray for her and um, let the Holy Spirit begin to put people on your hearts tonight. And let's begin to call those names out to the Lord. So as I'm praying for Brittany, you pray for whoever it is the Lord has put on your your heart and your mind, and uh, let's begin to pray for people. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, as you begin to minister to us, Lord, as you begin to put people on our hearts and in our minds today, Father, we don't know what some of these people are going through. Only you understand that. Father, we don't know the, the depths of their struggles, but God, we know the struggles are real. And Father, I pray for Brittany tonight as those that are joining me in prayer are praying for so many people right now and different ones that are just coming to us tonight, Lord. I pray for Malachi tonight, Lord. 
that you would bless him, God, tonight. And Father, we just pray for every church member. We pray for Sister Gail and Brother Mark, Lord, that you would just encourage them. And, and Sister Elaine and Brother Larry, just encourage them right now. And Father, we pray for healing in Sister Jan, God. We pray for the encouragement in Brother Frankie tonight, God. And Father, we just pray for our church, God. We pray for those that we haven't seen in a while, God. It's been the holidays, and, and Lord, we just assume it's because of Christmas and the holidays we haven't seen them, but Lord, we don't really know what's going on in their lives, but Holy Spirit, you do. And we ask you, Lord, the Holy Spirit, that if there be any church member, God, that, that needs special attention, Lord, that you would highlight them in our lives, and Lord, that you would begin to move right now and plead the blood of Jesus. I, I pray for Brother Max tonight, God. Uh, Brother Max Martin, Lord, that you would just bless him and Lord, that you would encourage him tonight, God. And Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for his life. Lord, what a wonderful, wonderful brother in the Lord. And Father, we ask you for his comfort, God, that you, that you would take care of him physically and spiritually and mentally tonight, God. And Father, we just pray, Lord, right now. We pray for Austin again, Lord. We pray, Lord, that he will truly come to peace in Christ Jesus, that he will find the peace that he needs. We speak peace in Austin's life right now, peace in his home and in his life. Father, we just we just pray right now, Lord, as, as we begin to think about all these people, Lord, that you're just laying on our hearts. Lord, I pray for Sister Tanya, a friend of mine in California. Lord, I, I haven't spoken to her in a while, but God, you know what's happening. You know what's going on in her life. And I ask you to dispatch the angels, God, to go to Tanya's house. Dispatch the angels and Fulfill the needs that are there right now. Bring spiritual uh, protection and physical protection, God. Let your miracle power begin to work. I plead the blood of Jesus over Tanya's body, her knees right now, her back and her knees. Lord, I pray right now for a release in the pain right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke arthritis and everything in the joints that would cause inflammation and pain right now. Lord, that you would just loose her right now and... Give her your grace. Give her your healing miracle right now. And Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all these blessings, God. I thank you, Lord, that we know that through prayer, you're answering the needs of right now, these people, all these wonderful people that we're praying for. You're meeting their needs right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. I know the Lord must have been laying some people on your heart, all right, and and everything and uh sister becca has got a message here about uh praying for denise okay we want to pray for denise as well unspoken prayer request father unspoken to us is not unspoken to you you know exactly what denise's needs are father we pray that your word will be manifested so whatever that need is the word of god will be manifested in that need and Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're, you are having your will done in that situation and not anybody else's, that you are there to perform your will in their lives and in their home. In Jesus' name, amen. And we bind every demonic spirit that would try to hinder this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm gonna tell you, we got some got some good stuff here tonight, amen. Um, what I like about it over on page two forty five, he talks about intercessing 
intercession for Saudi Arabia, and every chapter he highlights a country, a uh, region, or somewhere, and asks us for intercession prayer. I don't know if you know what's going on in Saudi Arabia, uh, but that's where a lot of this fighting's taking place. This is where a lot of the bickering is going on. You know, they're fighting over oil. Uh, last I heard, they were uh, so much was going on in the Red Sea. Um, they were escorting the cargo ships by um, by war um, ships uh, from different um, military uh, fleets, escorting them. So there's a lot going on in Saudi Arabia. So let's, let's pray, and it's highlighted right here on page 245. It says, Dear Heavenly Father, we intercede today for the Islamic country of Saudi Arabia. We pray for the persecution of Christian minorities, and we ask that you protect them from the raids and attacks of the Muslims. We ask that you deliver and bless those who are imprisoned for their faith. Lord, we are able to transform this unbelieving country. Let them hear and believe the good news of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Anoint the Christians in Saudi Arabia with the Holy Spirit. Enable them to speak the word of God boldly and wisely. Father, we pray for salvation of the unbelievers in Saudi Arabia. Father, we pray right now, Lord, that you would just send visions and dreams to the Muslims of Saudi Arabia, God. Lord, they believe in that God speaks to them in dreams and visions. So, Lord, just begin to show them, as you already have, I've already been hearing reports, Lord, of, of Muslims seeing a man dressed in white with his hands and his feet pierced. God, you've already been doing it. And I ask you to go on into Saudi Arabia right now, Lord, and begin to evangelize that country. Lord, there's some good people there. There's some, there's some sweet people there, God, but they're under the control of the dictator government, God, the dictation of the government. They're told where to go and when to go and who to worship and who not to worship. But God, your will be done in Saudi Arabia. Your kingdom come in Saudi Arabia right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, so we're going to talk about our personal needs here. It says, God, you instruct us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. Amen. We come to you now with our needs. And so again, what do you need in life? What, what's going on in your life? What do you need from the Lord? Do you need uh, some extra money? God cares about that. Why don't you ask Him for it? You need some extra food in the uh, cupboard? God cares about that. So ask Him for it. Maybe you need some help with the light bill or the gas bill. Or maybe you just, uh, like I said Sunday, maybe you need your tires to last a little bit longer than they're, than they're getting a little thin, but you need them to go a little bit longer. You know, God cares about all that. Uh, so let's just go to God in prayer. And let's, let's talk about our needs to God right now. And y'all just go ahead and pray and just join me right on in prayer. Father, I, I pray over my listening audience right now, everybody who has joined me on Zoom and those that will be joining us in the recorded uh, broadcast later. And Father, we and all those who are with us on uh, podcast, Lord, we pray for their needs. Lord, that you would meet our needs according to your riches and glory. God, you know exactly who needs more money. You know who needs more cash flow into their lives. And Father, that may be a, a better job. It may be an extra job. It may be a, a pay raise. God, whatever it is, 
Father, you bless and you bring it through right now in the name of Jesus. Father, there may be a need for more food in the cupboard, Lord. Maybe there's not enough food in the home. God, you know how to bless and increase and bring in the food. Father, you can send a raven to the king's table to take meat from the king and take it to the prophet. And you can surely bring somebody to the door with an armful of groceries to help somebody in need tonight. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, you're meeting those needs. Father, we speak over our bills. We speak over our our debts. We speak over our light bill, our gas bill. Lord, we speak over our credit cards and, and things that are old. We speak over our medical bills right now. Whatever these bills may be that's lingering over us, God, we break the stronghold of them lingering over us, and we call them paid in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, these debts, whatever they are, credit cards, whatever whatever you're doing with, saints, just begin to call it paid for right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for sending the finances. Lord, we ask the angels to go forth and find the money that is uh, to be brought to us to pay these bills. And we thank you, Lord, that you're helping us uh, work with our hands and, and work on jobs. You're encouraging us and you're helping us, giving us wisdom how to do our job, anointing us while we're there. Lord, let the companies know where we work, that they are blessed because we are there, that if they want the anointing of God to flow and bless them, that they're going to continue to bless us. And Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for meeting our needs according to your riches in glory. Lord, we're tithe payers. We, we give our 10%. And Malachi says that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings that cannot be contained. Malachi says, Lord, that you would rebuke the devourer for our sake if we give you our 10%, if we give you our tithes. And Lord, we are tithe payers. And we stand upon the tithing right as tithe payers tonight that you will meet our needs that you will bless us abundantly, God, with the windows of heaven being opened and poured out upon our lives right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we are out of time. Can you believe it's already been an hour? Uh, a hour of power is already here. Amen. Hour of power is uh, already upon us. It's already gone. Amen. Let me see if I can... Uh, scroll over here on all of my contacts, all the uh, text messages you guys have been sending me on here. And make sure that I didn't um, miss anybody. Okay. I think I've called out. Looks like I've called out everything. Okay. All right. I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed the lesson. Some of y'all were commenting on here that you enjoyed the lesson. And enjoyed being with us amen we praise god for that and i'll tell you this uh, this new technology is uh, i think it's the way with the future we've just got to get some more people on it amen and so we just keep spreading amen so uh thank you once again for being with us um hey good news uh sister becca um i don't know if sister heather's still with us or not but uh we've got good news i think i'm picking up five more children tomorrow the, the mother reached out to me and she lives in Woodland, and um, and so I'm going to verify that. I will I will have to drive out there and, and either have uh, you or Brother Ryan go with me to see where these kids live. It's been three years since I've seen them, 
um, that used to be with us uh, three years ago. And um, Brother uh, Al and, and Brother um, Dwayne, uh, just to let you know, this is Kathy's grandchildren I'm talking about. Sister Kathy's grandchildren, they used to be with us about three years ago. Her mother reached out to us, wanting her children to be a part of